Hey, everybody, this is Jimmy. Welcome back to another episode of the Jimmy Tingle Show. We have a fantastic guest for you this week. He is barnstorming around the nation, ladies and gentlemen, pulling for the Democratic Party. And for more than 40 years, Senator Ed Markey has been serving the Commonwealth of Massachusetts as a congressman and U.S. senator. He's been a national leader and author of some of the most important laws in the areas of energy, the environment, and telecommunications policy. Now, listen to this. On a bipartisan basis, okay, this man has helped pass more than 500 pieces of legislation into law. I am honored to welcome our friend and our senator from Massachusetts, the one and only Mr. Ed Markey. Hello, Senator Markey. How are you today? I am so glad to be with you, Jimmy. I love being with you. Love it. Same here. Same here. We're always at a happy occasion, and we're at a happy occasion today, a few days before the election, and I'm just thrilled that you were able to squeeze us in. Ed, I know how busy you are. I know you're barnstorming around New England and Massachusetts and all over the country. Tell us where you've been in the last few days and who, what candidates and what issues you've been working on. Well, here in Massachusetts, we have a lot of great candidates. Uh, Priscilla Souza is a Brazilian-American young woman who is going to become the, the next state representative from Framingham. Excellent. And meanwhile, down in Brockton, Rita um, Mendez is a Brazilian-American woman who is about to become a state representative. We're about to elect two Brazilian-American young women to the Massachusetts State Legislature. And that's what's really happening here in Massachusetts. And to and I'm out there, northeast, south, and west uh, campaigning. I'll be up in Lawrence uh, doing the same thing in Chelmsford. I've been in Lynn and Chelsea. I've uh, been in Worcester, and uh, and I'll be out in Chicopee, uh, in Springfield uh, over the weekend. So I am just doing my absolute best to make sure that Massachusetts, uh, we're only two percent of America, but we're not an honorary two percent. That uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna at a minimum surpass what we did when McGovern was running in 1972, uh, and try to run the table, governor. Lieutenant Governor, uh, you know, from uh, from Mar Healy to Kim Driscoll. She did such a great job, by the way. She's the mayor of yep. Salem. So if she can manage Halloween in, in Salem, okay, we That's know right. she can manage the state house. And uh, we've just got Diana DeZoglio and uh, uh, Andrea Campbell. What a diverse set of leaders that uh, uh, are arriving, and so many of them women of color. Well, it's really something, Ed. It's really something to celebrate. Tell us now, you've been with the Biden administration the last couple of years. Uh, tell us about the accomplishments of the Biden administration, because sometimes it's getting lost in all the chatter. But tell us what they've been able to accomplish in layman's terms and what you're most proud of. OK, well, number one, they call it the Inflation Reduction Act. But if you want to just call it what it was. It was the biggest single clean energy climate bill ever passed by any country in the history of the world. Credit Suisse is saying that the $369 billion in that bill is going to unleash $1.7 trillion worth of, uh, of investment in our country. Uh, and it's going to be a revolution in wind and solar of all electric vehicles, battery storage technologies. It's going to create um, 
It's going to create jobs by the millions. It's going to save people money by the billions, and it's going to unleash uh, investments by the trillions in our society. So that's huge. Um, that's huge. When, that, you, when, that must be very gratifying for you. You've been on board with the environmental causes going back to the 70s. Well, it, it, it's, it, politics is not for sprinters, okay? It's a marathon. <laughs> and liberals, liberals are usually right, but too soon. You've got to wait for people to catch up. You know, the, you know we, we had President Bush calling Al Gore ozone man, like it was a big joke. You right. Know? And, uh, right. And so now the whole world accepts the, um, the reality that the planet is running a fever. There are no emergency rooms for planets. And we have to engage in preventative care. And we can do that by unleashing uh, this clean energy um, union job creating uh, revolution. And that was just signed by Joe Biden in August. And it is big. Uh, and, you know, I, I could go on and on. But I'll just go back to the, uh, the legislation that we were able to pass uh, to protect our economy, you know, uh, the the, 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 the bills, it was trillions of dollars, but it made sure that restaurants stayed open. It uh, made sure that uh, other companies didn't have to close. It made sure that uh, universities uh, could stay in existence. It made sure that community colleges could provide the resources uh, that they provide to young people. It made sure the community health centers uh, were able to stay open. And so I'm very proud of that. It's it almost seems like it's ancient history that we were doing that in March of 2021. That, that was right before the like Peloponnesian Wars. It was just last year. <laughs> it was just last year that we did that. Uh, I know, Ed. You know, I have to tell you, it also helped the theaters and the entertainment industry. They there's thousands and thousands of dollars went into theaters to keep them afloat with the PPP loans and the shuttered venue. Um, grants that were available to people. So it, it was a tremendous example of pretty bipartisan as well, initially getting money out there to, to people in this country. It was a tremendous accomplishment. I got, I got to vote for Ketanji Brown-Jackson as the first black woman ever on the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. uh, I got to vote for a gun safety law that actually passed miraculously. And it was signed by... President Biden, um, I got to vote for a $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill, you know, that we're going to use to replace the Cape Cod bridges. We're going to be using it to help have east-west rail in Massachusetts from Boston out to Springfield. Uh, and community after community will have access to that $1.2 trillion for broadband deployment, uh, for water projects. Uh, and that's so... That's so last October, Jimmy. That's that's right. that's a whole year ago, right? In terms of the Biden year, you know, the Biden accomplishments. Uh, so part yeah. of our job is just getting out the message. You know, we had right. problems, and we were able to get the legislation that could uh, deal with them. Right. Well, tell us, tell the listeners, what's at stake in this uh, with this election? What's at stake for the Senate? What's at stake for the House? If we keep the Senate, what does it mean? If we keep the House, what does it mean? And if we lose one or the other, what does it mean? Well, unfortunately, across the country, the Trump election deniers are running very well in state after state. And if they win, which we cannot allow to happen, democracy literally could be at stake. 
we would have in place in state after state elected officials who would be denying the actual counting of the votes that produced a different result than Donald Trump wanted, especially in 2024, if, as we expect, he's going to be announcing once again for president in the next week or so. So there's so much at stake, and that's why it's imperative for people to get out and to vote in Massachusetts, but all across the country, in Arizona, in New Hampshire, in Georgia, in Pennsylvania, where all of these races are just too close to call. Um, Tim Ryan in Ohio. I mean, there's just so many races. Um, On the Senate side, especially, that are too close to call. There's probably five of them. But if the Democrats can hold on, Maggie Hassan up in New Hampshire, uh, then the Republican ability uh, to be able to thwart democratic uh, principles will be very much more limited than if they win the House and the Senate. Right. Tell me, Senator Markey, at this late date, what can people do? I mean, what would you encourage our listeners to do? We have many, many people who are very politically active that listen to this show and are on our email list. What, what would you like us to do in the last few days of this election? Well, everyone who is out there can still be an MVP that is asked for more volunteer packets, MVP. And uh, there's, there's an election near you where over these final four days, you can go out there and ring a few doorbells, but you don't even have to do that in this electronic era where all you need is a digital skill set uh, and plugging into the local democratic organization because they'll have the calls for you. Uh, right. They'll have the work, which you can do sitting right there in your living room uh, to be able to enhance the turnout If you're sitting in Massachusetts, you can be calling in to Georgia to try to ensure that there's a get out the vote. You can be calling in to New Hampshire. You can be calling in to Arizona. And if you're living in California, you can be calling in to the same states. So uh, my recommendation is because we have this ability now uh, to be able to work digitally, um, that no one has an excuse for why they cannot participate in this electoral sprint between now and Tuesday night at eight o'clock. Right. Well, uh, Senator Markey, you know, I'm on uh, Michael Moore's email list as well. And Michael Moore, which is completely against the grain of the pundits, he's saying he's predicting, and I want to see what happens. He's predicting a huge Democratic win. He's predicting that because of the young vote, the young people vote, the student loan debt relief, right? The climate bill, the infrastructure bill, uh, all of this is hugely important. The whole uh, pro-choice dimension to this election that's on the ballot, it, literally on the ballot, Michael Moore is saying that they, we're going to have the young people coming out and the women coming out. Voter registration is up around the country. And for people not to be despondent and not to say, oh, boy, this is, you know, this is doom and gloom. He's saying, and I agree with him, at least in spirit, let's get out there and not give up and realize this is our election. If we do the right thing and everybody does their job, as Bill Belichick says, if you do your job, we're going to win. Well, I'm living proof. When I ran the first time, I won by 120 votes. Now, if on Friday night I had got discouraged, I wouldn't have rung the doorbells on Saturday and Sunday and Monday. And I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. So you know, only the paranoid survive in politics. You know, you got to say, <laughs> oh, my God, 
what happens if I don't do the work? And so to the extent to which I'll give you an example, back in 2020, I had a primary challenger and I and a lot of experts said, Ed Markey can't win. And I ran on the Green New Deal. I ran with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez endorsing me. And here's the crazy statistic. We doubled the turnout of any historical turnout for 18 to 34-year-olds in Massachusetts history. We doubled the vote because, as you're saying, they cared about climate change. They cared about social justice. They cared about the kinds of threats that the Republicans were posing in our country. So I agree with Michael Moore. Um, There's something happening out there in terms of voter turnout. It's breaking records all across the country right now. And the Dobbs decision on abortion, the gun safety issues, the climate change issues, the assaults on democracy, which Trump and his supporters are just, you know, implementing day after day. I think our side is motivated. Uh, Ordinarily in the off year, uh, that is the year after a presidential election, the party that won has a lower level of intensity. That's not happening this year. Ours is skyrocketing, uh, and I'm, I agree with Michael. This could be upset central all the way across the board. All of the pundits, like those who predicted Harry Truman would lose in 1948, will be sitting on the sidelines getting ready to give their lectures over at the Kennedy School to make sure <laughs> why the voters were wrong, not them. <laughs> From your lips to God's ears, Senator Ed Markey, thank you so much for joining us, for taking time out of your busy schedule. You're really such a trooper on behalf of the people of the state and just democracy in general. Over 500 pieces of legislation that he authored or co-authored and helped pass in his 40 years of public service. That's remarkable. And the idea that you do it in a bipartisan manner largely is is huge. And we need more of that. So keep up the great work. Thanks a million for joining us today. And uh, Senator Markey, if people want to find you or learn more about what you're doing, where can they find you? They can find me at edmarkey.com. Edmarkey.com. All righty. Senator Markey, thank you so much for joining us. Keep the faith. We'll see you on the campaign trail. I'm getting psyched now to go up to New Hampshire and knock on doors. Yes, this is when Massachusetts people go up there on Mars in the final weekend, and, and New Hampshire sinks six inches. So many of us are up there ringing doorbells. I'm going up. Everybody else, come on. Come on come up. Come on up. we got to help Maggie Hassan and Chris Pappas and everybody else who's on the ballot up there. Thanks a million, Ed. Great to see you. Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you for joining us today. This has been a Humor for Humanity production. Our mission is your mission. Humor for Humanity at JimmyTingle.com. Thank you. Thank you.